Hello, and welcome to the Spotlight on You podcast series from the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing, or PACN. My name is Deborah White, and I'll be your host today. Joining me are three LTPAC nurses. We have a PACN's Vice President of Curriculum Development, Amy Stewart. We have a PACN Board Chair and Senior Vice President of Clinical Operations for Ethica, Jill Snow and a PACN Pass Board Chair and Partner for RKL, Stephanie Kessler. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. As the members of a PACN subsidiary, nations ANAC and AADNS will know, the PACN Board of Directors had planned a Spotlight on You session for the conference, which was to have taken place in Atlanta a little earlier this year. And with the current COVID-19 crisis, we made the decision to move the conference to a virtual event and to turn our spotlight session into this two-part podcast series. In this first episode, we'll be looking back a bit at some of the trends we saw in 2019 and the accomplishments of the association. We'll talk about the challenges long-term care is facing today and what PACN is doing to help. The World Healthcare Association designated 2020 as the Year of the Nurse and Midwife. And in conjunction with this international recognition, APACN launched its LTPAC Nurse Heroes campaign to highlight the LTPAC nursing profession to students in nursing schools and to hopefully begin to attract them to the profession. So Jill, we'll start with you. Why does APACN feel it's important to reach nursing students? Big question, Deborah, and, and thanks to all of you for listening in today. APACN feels like it's critical to reach out to nursing students, and I've always felt this way. There are so many misconceptions about working in a nursing home amongst nurses and nursing students, and today's nursing students may not realize the opportunities available to long-term post-acute care nurses, especially in the nursing homes, and with leadership opportunities. And these opportunities we don't see in other healthcare settings like we see in the long-term care setting from unit managers to education specialties, wound care specialties, resident assessment specialties, all in leadership positions as part of a very important team. The Nurse Heroes campaign was intended to highlight these opportunities and encourage more nursing students to consider their career in long-term care. Great, thank you, Jill. Um, I know the Nurse Heroes campaign launched in January, and since that was before the COVID-19 pandemic, I understand that the campaign has since then been changed and has a little bit of different focus. Amy, can you explain the change in direction? Sure, Deborah. With the current crisis, we felt it was important to recognize and honor the commitment and the leadership of the nurses working in nursing homes right now. They are risking their own health, sacrificing time from their families and heroically doing their jobs, caring for some of our most vulnerable populations. Yeah, we're really excited to highlight some of these nurse heroes. Our listeners can learn more about the LTPAC Nurse Heroes campaign by visiting apacan.org and then use slash nurse heroes, no space. So Stephanie, earlier this month, uh, PACN released its 2019 annual report outlining some of the accomplishments of the association in the areas aligning with its core values. So 
those being inspiration, innovation, influential, and integrity. So looking back on 2019, when you were the board chair, what are some of the accomplishments that you're most proud of? Wow, that's really a great question. And there's so much, but I'm really proud of the official launch of APAC in April of last year. APACN builds on, as many of you know, 20 years of achievements and legacy of ANAC and the growing significance of AADNS, which is five years old already. When launching APACN, we understood that there was an increased importance in long-term and skilled nursing care in the post-acute care and continuum, so it really felt like the right time to highlight the role and position of the members and the profession for the future. APACN represents nearly 17,000 LPPAC nurses and professionals working in an estimated 5,800 facilities and caring for three quarters of a million residents. So it really was a great year. Yeah. And with those numbers, 17,000 nurses and healthcare professionals, that's a lot. I'd imagine that APACN does have some influence in the field. Can you talk more about that, Jill? Oh, I sure can. You know, APACN really influences change in regulatory policy by acting as the advocate of those 17,000 LPPAC nurses. We participate in a number of nursing and healthcare coalitions, such as the LTPAC HIP, which is the Health Information Technology Collaborative, the Elder Care Workforce Alliance, and the Coalition of Geriatric Nurse Organizations, along with many more. Yeah, this is Amy. I'd add too that stakeholders within healthcare are interested in hearing from APACN and the nurses we represent. We are editorial contributors to industry publications such as Provider and McKnight's. Also, we frequently provide input to CMS briefings. We are currently working with the CDC and HHS, the Health and Human Services, to help create crisis standards of care for post-acute care. That's great. Thanks, Amy. Um, that really helps to show how APACN supports the profession of long-term care nursing. But how about the individual nurse working in LTPAC? Amy, how does APACN support him or her? Well, Deborah, our mission is to lead the field with innovative and relevant education and to provide the resources our members need to better understand and navigate regulatory changes and leadership challenges. Over the last several years, we've really expanded our membership model to align with a growing need among organizational members who see the increased value APAC and membership and education can have on staff retention rates. Thanks, Amy. I know from our member satisfaction research that 77% of APAC and members believe that membership contributes to their professional success, with uh, 87% and 78% um, agreeing that their RAC CT, the ANAC certification, and their DNS CT certifications, the AADNS certifications, respectively, improve their job function. Amy, how do you think these certifications help members do their jobs? Well, Deborah, certification lets others know that you have a level of competency beyond the basic knowledge to do the job. Our certification courses provide case studies and examples for many situations you may encounter as a nurse leader and offers you tips and strategies on how to best handle these situations. My favorite part about certification programs is that it helps you build strong evidence-based processes that can be implemented using the knowledge gained from the course or workshop. 
Okay, great. Let's finish out this episode by putting the spotlight back on our members, back on the LTPAC nurses. 2020 is the year of the nurse and it's shaping up to be kind of a tough year for nurses. I'd like to hear from each of you quickly. Why are you proud to be an LTPAC nurse? Jill, we'll start with you. Gosh, do we have an hour? Um, <laughs> I could spend hours talking about why I love the profession and why I'm proud to be called a long-term care nurse. I'm hitting 30 years this year, 32 to be exact. And nowhere else, nowhere else am I able to utilize every skill that we're taught in school to its fullest. It allows us to perform truly at the top of our scope of practice, everything from assessment and nursing diagnosis, interpretation of medical, pharmacological, and diagnostic information, interprofessional relationships across the team, from physician to diagnostic personnel, pharmacy assistants, respiratory therapists, all focused on what's best or what matters for that patient. And we really are the voice of the patient. And when those days get long and the work is heavy, it takes just a few quiet moments to sit and listen to a patient tell their story to get re-energized. On the other hand, as a nurse leader, I'm able to actively be involved in regulation, policy, practice standards, and education and developing the next generation of long-term post-acute care nurses and nurse leaders is a real honor for me personally. Oh, great. Thank you, Jill. And how about you, Stephanie? Why are you proud to be an LTC nurse? Well, similar to Jill, I could say ditto, um, except I've only been in for 28 years. So she has a couple years on me there. I'm, I'm really proud to be a long-term care nurse because it is so rewarding. I started working in long-term care as a nursing assistant when I was in school, and that was the turning point for me. It is unlike many other nursing careers because I was able to build a bond with the residents. You can also be a true leader, use those critical thinking skills, a lot of the things that Jill mentioned, and that really takes on a very different meaning than other nursing careers. I'm proud of the work that's done in long-term care that enhances the quality of life for the residents served and to truly work as a team. Great, thank you, Stephanie. And last but not least, Amy, what makes you proud about being an LTC nurse? Well, Deborah, there's so many things, all of the things that both Jill and Stephanie mentioned. But for me, I'm also very passionate about protecting and advocating for older adults. And then when I look at my role here at APACN, I am so proud to be a long-term care nurse because this job right here, right now, allows me to be a nurse who takes care of nurses, who takes care of the residents on the front line. And I loved the residents when I was in the facilities uh, just as much as I love being the nurse that watches out and takes care of the nurses here at APACN. As Jill and Stephanie mentioned, long-term care has been for me the most rewarding portion of my career because I've been able to gain so many stories about the residents, their history, their lives, and they are all these stories that I carry near and dear to my heart every day. And even on tough days, you know, and there are tough days, especially on, you know, right now with COVID-19, I pull one of those stories out of my memory bank and think about 
how being in long-term care, somebody changed my life. One of my residents changed my life. And there's so many of those stories. You know, you often hear nurses impacting the lives of the patients. But for me, the residents have impacted my life in so many ways. And I call those memories up often, especially in difficult times, to remind me exactly why why we're here. And we're here because we are protecting and advocating for this older adult population. Oh, thank you, Amy. Thank you to all three of you for not only being on this podcast, but for everything that you do to provide care for the residents of long-term care. You're all LTPAC nurse heroes in my book. So thank you. Tune in to the next episode when we'll discuss the changes facing LTC nurses. Specifically, our panel will discuss documentation, infection control, and nurse wellness, all through the lens of this current healthcare crisis. Until then, this is Deborah White for APACN. Thank you for listening.